What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm Shelly Metling, and I've been sharing my infertility journey openly on YouTube for about a year now. With four losses ourselves and one rainbow baby on the way, I wanted a platform for you babes to share your stories. So girl, sit back, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry, because we are about to get real on the ins and outs of pregnancy loss in the 21st century. We have Katherine Sturdivant on the show today, and I'm so excited. We met on Instagram. How are you, Katherine? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited because we actually have super similar stories. Yes. Correct. Except for, I think the only real difference is that um, I'm on my fifth pregnancy. Yep. <laughs> right. I actually am too. Are you I'm... counting your daughter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then yep. you have you have a three year old. So that's yes, the... she's almost three. Okay. Yep. In April she'll be three. Oh my gosh! So cool. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's just jump right into it and just start from the beginning of your story. Okay, sounds good. So. I, my husband and I have always known we've wanted kids. We were high school sweethearts, college sweethearts, got married in 2011. And we waited five years to have a baby because we were still, we got married young. And honestly, we were like the first of our friends to get married and really the first to have a kid. And anyway, so we um, got married in 2011 and 2016 or I guess 2015 we decided to start trying for a baby and um it was so it was so easy like we decided to have a baby and then I got pregnant and then I had a baby (laughs) um and it was like perfect it was kind of of I think what everyone expects it to be right yeah yeah exactly and um you know that was probably the last time that I took a pregnancy test that I was like super excited about uh, because as you know, now after being vulnerable and having losses, now when you take tests, you're just like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Anyway, um, so I had Amelia, my daughter, in April of 2016. She was perfect, easy delivery. Um, and then about eight months later, when she was eight months I found out that I was pregnant again and that was sort of like a, oh, this is a nice (laughs) surprise, but wasn't planned. Um, But we were like really excited because we wanted to have kids close together. I'm very close to my siblings. We're all two years apart. And I was like, this is, this will be great, you know? Um, But then I ended up miscarrying. So I, I called my doctor when I found out I was pregnant and since it was my second pregnancy and my first one was so easy, they were like, okay, just come in at eight weeks. And I was like, okay, cool. You know? Um, but then like a couple days before that appointment, I started spotting and started miscarrying. And I was like, oh man, you know, that sucks. Um, it was, sad. did you, did you know what was happening? Yeah. Okay. I Cause I was like, not to be graphic, but it was just like, all at, it was just like a lot <laughs> yeah yeah and I was like oh okay um that's I'm definitely not pregnant anymore um and it was just like that that sucks um but and you know not to sound cr- 
crass or whatever, but we weren't, we weren't planning it. We weren't planning on the pregnancy. I was, we were excited, but I was also like, okay, maybe my body wasn't ready. I just had a, I just had a baby recently. So I, you know, I, maybe this is just nature's way of saying like, we need to just wait a little bit. Yeah. So, and of course I went into the doctor. I kept that appointment. I went in, explained what happened. And they were like, yep, you know, they did an ultrasound. They're like, yeah, we don't, you know, we don't see anything left. Um, and it, they explained how common it is and it's probably not going to happen again. So mm-hmm. whenever you're ready, just you know, when you get pregnant again, come back in. So it's like, okay. So, but at, like I mentioned, I sort of felt, well, maybe, you know, let's just wait we have a baby still (laughs) like yeah I was still breastfeeding like I was just like let's just give my body some time so fast forward a year um in March of 2017 or sorry March of 2018 I got pregnant again and that time was different um I started spotting again I think it was around like six weeks uh that's sort of been like the time period yeah things fall apart me too yeah um and I think that's really common based on my research and you know reading into this like you just I mean I just dove into researching this but I think six weeks is kind of like that scary moment yeah a lot of things happen but so I started spotting and I went in to get an ultrasound and the ultrasound tech was like you're not as far along as you think you are and right then I was like no that's impossible because I've been tracking it so that tells me that something's not right yeah yeah so inevitably I had a natural miscarriage and then I was like okay now were you guys trying that time like were you trying okay yeah was it a little bit different mindset wise yes it was it was um I mean the first time was obviously sad, but the second time it was like, well, <laughs> I was trying to, you know, I wanted, I wanted to have a baby then. And it was also a year later. So our daughter was almost two. And then yeah. I was, and then you start doing the, the time, the counting and nine months and you're like, well, they're going to be this far apart. And mm-hmm. um, you just feel your, your plans kind of get ruined a little yes. bit. Yeah. Which is the ultimate lesson in all of this I know (laughs) I always I always consider my husband and I whenever I talk about it I was like we were so naive because we were like we're gonna get pregnant in the fall so then our baby is born this time and then like it's like no it doesn't always work that way and that is a common uh thing among I you know among your podcast guests yeah oh we're not in control of all of this um so it's a kind of it's a humbling lesson Mm -hmm. so but that was after the second one, I was like, I really still did think it was bad luck. My doctor was supportive, but she was like, we can do testing. And I, I was like, you know, I don't think we need to. Like, I was, I was still very naive. I was like, you know, I think it was bad luck. And well, I, and you had had a healthy pregnancy. So exactly. I think there's a different way of thinking about it versus yes. somebody who like doesn't have any kids and is like oh we gotta For do sure. testing right now we're like you've already made it through so you're probably yes. just in a different headspace I think so I think I was um and the doctor sort of was too I mean she she took it seriously but she was also like you know we know your body can do this it's not 
you know, it, it's so yeah, it was different because mm-hmm. I had already had a, a child, but, but yeah, but looking back, I was like, I should have <laughs> taken her up on the testing. Like I'm an idiot, but whatever you, you know, it's, it is what it is. So, um, so that was sad. And I just was like, well, we'll just try again. That's just what we're going to have to do. But I did, um, she did put me on a baby aspirin and progesterone for that after the first miscarriage. So I was on both of those when I miscarried the second time. And okay, so that was hard too. Cause I'm like, what, what's what going else? on? But, yeah. Yeah. But I still did. I, I don't know if I was in denial. Like I didn't want the testing because I was afraid something major was going to come up or I was just like, it's going to be fine. You know, this yeah. happens all the time. Yeah. Um, so then fast forward a couple months, really. Um, I got pregnant again over the summer and um, I made it. So at my nine week appointment, I didn't have any spotting or anything. I was very guarded, but also optimistic um, because with the other two, my body, I knew like my body was doing what it needed to do and gave me physical signs. And I also in those, those pregnancies, I did not feel sick with, when I was pregnant with Amelia, I was throwing up every day. I I was like, (laughs) just struggling. Um, and I was not sick with those. And I was like, you know, every part of me was like, every pregnancy is different. Um, don't read too much into it, but it makes sense now, you know, the hormones weren't where they needed to be and it wasn't viable and all of that. So, but with the third one, I was sick My when I ended up miscarrying the third time. So I had that false sense of security because I was like, I yeah. am sick. Um, so I went in, we, we also saw a heartbeat at six weeks. And, um, that was, you know, special and all of that, but it ended up, uh, I ended up miscarrying. So I went in for my nine week ultrasound and the baby had not grown at all. It was still measuring six weeks and it was obvious, you know, you can just tell when you're looking at the screen, you're like, okay. Was there a heart? I mean, was there still a heartbeat? No, no. Okay. So, and my husband was there that time because now, because by that time I was like, I'm not going to these by myself anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you need to come with me. Um, so that was unfortunate. And then after the third one, I was like, okay, something's wrong. Like I need to miscarriage is common, but not three times in a row. Um, which I don't know if that's true. Like I still, it's still unexplained for me. So, um, and I don't think I'll ever get answers, which is yeah, part I of it. <laughs> mm-hmm, totally. Um, so that time I asked for a DNC. I was like, I don't want to go home and wait this out. I've done that. It's traumatizing. And I just want this to be over with. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted testing um, on the embryo. I was like, if you can tell me, you know, if there's something going on, whatever. So I elected for the surgery rather than going home and waiting it out. So after that, I 
decided to be my own advocate. I went to see a reproductive endocrinologist and, um, you know, he was helpful. Uh, I found out a couple things. I found out that my TSH was like borderline high. Um, so I got treated for that. Um, although he's not convinced that that's what, uh, contributed to it, but I kind of am in my mm-hmm. like gut. I am. And I remember seeing your YouTube video, Shelly, um, when you were like, I, I guess, I don't know, maybe it was a year ago, but you were talking about how the majority of women trying to conceive should be under two and a half or 2.5. And I was like, huh, I wonder if this is what's happening with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, again, I don't think we'll ever know. No, but it's at least a game plan. Yes. Moving in the right direction. So exactly. Exactly. And I also, have you read it starts with the egg or, Mm-mm. okay, it's good. And it talks about how to boost your egg quality and um part of it was talking about how like if you have if your thyroid is off you're like 60 percent more likely to miscarry um or so, you know so like something very similar to that if, if it's not 60 so i was like okay i i pushed to be on synthroid mm-hmm. um and he also when i went to the specialist he did an hsg so he looked did the dye test in my uterus. Um, How was that? Was what did you, what did you think about that? I did I had, that too. You had it too? Yeah. Okay. I didn't think it was bad. I no, it's pretty quick. To, yeah. I took yeah. like, you know, some nice extra strength Tylenol before I went in and yeah, I was fine. It was just uncomfortable. Um, I always explain it cause I have girls that ask me all the time, like what it was like. Yeah. And I always explain it like, you're at Target and all of a sudden you have to like poop really bad or something <laughs> and you start sweating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, because you're yeah. like, oh gosh, I don't want to do this here. No. People listening to this are probably like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, I remember going in and they just like propped my legs up, like up in the air until the doctor was ready. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, this yeah. Is just okay. But yeah, the procedure itself wasn't terrible. It was quick. And um, it was cool to see that my tubes were yeah clear. Um, Re- uh, reassuring. Yeah, it was reassuring. And mm-hmm. I've also read, well, so at first I was like, I don't think I need that because I have no problem conceiving. Yeah. But he explained that what he was looking for was like a septum or any sort of growths in there. Mm-hmm. Which he found a very small, like, dip at the top of my uterus. But he was like, I don't think this has anything to do with what's going on. But, you know, he said, if you miscarry again, we can we can remove it. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> don't say yeah. that. <laughs> like, I don't wait for that. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, I did the HSG. I started taking um, levothyroxine. And then... Um, what else? Oh, he also let me know that I had um, MTHFR, like one, I don't know if I'm saying this like this right, but like one copy of that. Okay. Uh, and so just to take extra folate. Mm-hmm. Um, no, at that point, were you taking folic acid before? 
Yeah, I was taking, yeah, I was taking like a good prenatal, but it was folic acid. But and then you switched to a folate? Yes, but okay. I took the folic acid with my daughter. So yeah, I was like, okay, you know, yeah, I'll do it for sure. I hope that yeah. this, this will help, but <laughs> I sweat. I was, my doctor didn't believe in that. Some doctors believe in it. Some doctors don't the whole MTHFR okay. thing. And my doctor isn't one that believed in it. So I just went ahead and switched to folate because there's no harm in it. Like yeah. it's a little bit more expensive, um, but it's just the natural form of folic exactly. acid. So it's still a prenatal. And I was like, well, shit, I'm just gonna exactly switch. Well, my doctor actually, he sort of was the same thing. He's like, you know, you can take it. He's like, he actually told me to take extra folic acid. Oh, really? I started, yeah. Started doing my own research. Like, I just can't help myself. And then that's another thing that I learned about in the book. It starts with an egg is how important folate is as opposed to folic acid. So I was, I just started doing that on my own. And yeah. Um, and then, so our game plan was for me to take Clomid the next when we started trying because he explained that uh it can boost your egg quality and he has you have more ultrasounds they check the follicles there's studies that show when you have more tlc you have better outcome in pregnancy and so he was saying you know you'll have weekly appointments it's just sort of like that peace of mind mm-hmm um, and so we did Clomid and I ended up being allergic to it. I had hives all over my body. Oh no. <laughs> um, however, it worked. So we started that in October and then the next month I conceived, um, on Clomid and we did like the trigger shot, um, once the eggs looked ready and then we did a booster shot the week after. So I'm hoping that that's are pro like the protocol that will work because I'm now almost 12 weeks pregnant mm-hmm. um but I don't know I'm not out of the woods yet and I feel like I'm not gonna be able to let my guard down for a while but I'm yeah con- I mean I'm hopeful and I'm trying to stay positive um plus this is the first pregnancy that I've had treatment for the thyroid so I'm hoping that that will make a difference Mm -hmm. isn't it crazy that like if that's what it is it's as simple as taking a pill on the daily like yes and I could kick myself for for declining the testing before but but even if you would have done the testing like regular OBGYNs like at least mine he was like you're in the normal range and like I yeah. was technically no you're but it's right. like the yeah. specialist that really narrows things down yeah and so exactly. it's like it, yeah it's I don't even know it's but it's just no, so crazy right. to me after I had my DNC is when I just decided to take matters in my own hands and started reading and um research you kind of have to oh yeah you do because don't they're... don't you feel like a pro <laughs> like, yeah I, like, do. I, I know like everything I know <laughs> yeah it's like I know everything about like a yeah. cycle ovulation like yes. the eggs everything <laughs> everything I didn't want to know <laughs> yeah. yeah um so but I after my DNC I I made an appointment with my general doctor and I just like 
because I couldn't get into the specialist. I was going to say, did you get a referral? I did. Yeah. Okay. I got a referral. Um, and, but I had her test my thyroid and it came back to like 3.8 and she was like, it's totally normal. And I was like, uh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it should be that high. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so definitely there are different. Mm-hmm. Like um, mine was a 2.8 and yeah. all she wanted me to do was get under a 2.5. Okay. And like, yeah. if that's what, you know what I mean? Like, that's oh, not that much. It's not. But yet here I am the first, you know, my first time taking it and mm-hmm. pregnant and I'm 36 weeks and yeah. you're 12 weeks. And yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. I know. And if that's the simple thing, thank, thank God for modern medicine. I mean, right. You know, so yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that will be my ticket. Like, I, yeah, it, it was for you. And um, now what's it like being pregnant after um, all of that? Well, I definitely have kept it close to the vest. Like I haven't wanted to tell even our friends really um, because I just it's really painful to have to then untell everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, or to then explain, no, you know, I'm not pregnant anymore again. Um mm-hmm. So, but it feels, I mean, so I was very anxious during like the six, five, six, seven, eight weeks. Kind of getting past that milestone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And honestly, um, around six weeks, I had some major cramping and I was like, okay, this is it. Like that sucks. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep this pregnancy. Like I even, I took a bath. It was around six yeah six weeks one night it was so bad I took a bath I put a pad in just anticipating yeah Uh and then um the actual the next day I had a an appointment with my specialist and I told him I was like I don't think this this ultrasound is gonna go well you know I explained what had happened and he's like okay well, well let's just see you know And then there was a heartbeat and I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that's awesome. I'm, I'm so relieved. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, every little pain or um, (laughs) cramp is just like, have you been sick this time? Yes. Okay. And so again, I don't want to put too much stock in that because I have friends who, you know, I have a girlfriend who had uh, one, her first pregnancy was fine. She was sick every day. And then her second pregnancy was totally healthy, but she, you know, didn't throw up once. So yeah, I don't want to scare other people off. I I was not sick this pregnancy. No. Yeah. And I was actually sick for, I mean, some of my ones that went to only five to six weeks. Oh really? Yeah. And then like this one, I wasn't sick and I was like, I I can't even explain how many times I was so sure that I had lost this pregnancy. And that just comes with the territory of going through losses. Um, I've had multiple ER visits, multiple, you know, and you just feel so crazy. But it's just, it's normal. It is normal. And you can't, I mean, you're, it's just your body playing tricks on you. You, you know, it's hard to be confident and like, yeah it's it's only natural to second guess everything Mm -hmm. when you've been burned (laughs) yeah how does your husband feel with this pregnancy 
Like, um, is he cautious as he, well, or is he like full board? He's like, cautious. So, <laughs> yeah. So the last time, my last miscarriage, my third miscarriage, it was he was really positive, and I was not. And I feel, you know, I was like, don't let's not get ahead of ourselves, and you know. And so I think he was more surprised, to be honest, when that when when I miscarried because he was like you know, confident that it wouldn't happen again. Mm-hmm. This time I think he's more cautious. Um, and it's funny because I am already like, I don't have a flat tummy. I've never been super skinny, but I am starting to like get a little pooch more than mm-hmm. normal. <laughs> and my daughter was like, she said something. She's like, you kind of have a big tummy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, and we both were like, we don't want to say anything yet. Yeah, so I was just going to ask, have you told no, her? No. no. Okay. Because we did, we actually did tell her the last time. Um, and it was just sad. I mean, she didn't fully grasp it. No, but, but it's a little confusing, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it's very confusing. And um, we just don't want to <laughs> say anything. Yeah. We told, so, my, yeah. we told my nieces the first one, Okay, I think. And then when I told my family this one the fifth pregnancy mm-hmm. I was further along than I had ever been when I told them and yeah. so I did tell my nieces at the same time because I was 10 weeks along when I told them oh, yeah and my one niece just like stands up and she's like do you get to keep this one and I was like yeah I mean let's hope <laughs> that's so sweet <laughs> yeah so she prayed two times a day like oh, oh gosh. gosh yeah she is really excited but it's confusing for that. them and it's kind of like oh, yeah. wait so do you get to keep this one and it's like yeah I think I, that's, so, <laughs> that's so sweet yeah I um I want to be able to tell her it's so I it's sad because I, you know, if I didn't already have a baby, I think I would be just much more nervous and freaking out. But so I understand that I'm in a different boat than a lot of women who are going through recurrent miscarriage. Um, But at the same time, she's just so cute and perfect. And I'm like, I want to have another one of you and I want to give you sure. (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, Um, I think the only difference is probably the sense of, um, like someone who doesn't have a child yet is maybe mm-hmm. more so like, am I ever going to have a child exactly. of my yeah. own? But I think that that's probably the only difference because other than that, like a yeah. loss is a loss and like, right. You grieve it the same way and you right. want to give her a sibling. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. Um, and I think, yeah, if I didn't have her and I feel for, all of the people who don't have babies who are going through this. Cause yeah, like you said, they're probably like, well, am I ever going to have a kid, you know, which chances are you will. And yeah. you should be hopeful about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but definitely. Um, Did you ever have any, and like, I'm not saying this at all. I'm just curious after talking with so many different women, did you ever have like a guilt of like, well, I have a child. Yeah, Because I've heard that from a lot of girls who yeah. already have kids, that there's, like, this piece of guilt of, like, well, I should be grateful for what I have. Like, I shouldn't be so sad or, you know. Yes. Yeah. No, I definitely felt that. And um, I think even more so I felt when I was sad, I was, like, I need to be present with her because yeah. I'm wishing 
for another baby, but I have this one right here. So mm-hmm. I just, um, so yeah, that made me feel guilty. And also when I was like recovering, you know, recovering from the miscarriages, it's physically painful. You yeah. want to lay in bed and you're like, I'm sorry, I can't play with you right now. Like, thankfully my husband's been super supportive and our family families are close his parents and my parents are close so we can call them and they can watch her but it's still like yeah there's definitely some guilt there what do you did anybody say anything to you that you just like just irked you a little bit (laughs) not really because I honestly have been very um, private about it all okay only a few of our close friends know and I just I um I just have felt that until I'm out of it, I don't want to be vocal about it, which I think I should I need to change because right now is when I think people need to hear about this and about the struggles because I know when I was going through it and I still am, I I wanted to hear what other people were going through and if they're all quiet about it and not saying anything um, it's hard to get that community and support. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have opened up to a few friends, as I mentioned, and it's crazy how many people have had the same, I mean, not, not three or four or whatever miscarriages, but yeah, I mean, I have friends who are like, yeah, I miscarried last year. It's like, what, why aren't we talking about this? I know it's so um, crazy. It's, it's, it is, it's so common. You're right. Um, consecutive reoccurrent miscarriage isn't as common, um, but but miscarriage in general is. And I think, you know what, maybe it is more common than we think because people just don't talk about it. I think, yeah. It's not as common, but I agree. I think it's more common than we think it is. I do too. I think the statistics are probably wrong because Mm -hmm. I, I, people don't talk about it. They don't report them. They don't, Mm -hmm. especially when they're early. um, Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. But I appreciate you um, being open and talking about it and just being giving others hope. It's yeah, important. it's not always it's it, don't get me wrong, like being open about it. It's amazing. And it's like helped me so much. Mm-hmm. And it it gives me purpose. And that's why I think I do it is because it's like I didn't go through this for no reason type of a thing. I went yeah. through it to help other people. But it's not always easy either. Like there's total pros and cons to it. Yeah. <laughs> Just so like part anything. Of, part of why I haven't wanted to put anything out there like on social media or um, anything. I just don't want people to like scrutinize me. And every time they see me, they're like, so are you pregnant yet? Yeah. Or like. Just know. everyone's up in your business. Then exactly. And, then... and I just, just haven't wanted that. But I plan, I hope that this pregnancy is successful. I hope that we get our rainbow baby. And I hope that I think after that, if whether it's this pregnancy or another one, I think I'll be more comfortable sharing what yeah. has happened. Um, but I just, well, this is it. And this is your first step. I mean, you're opening yeah. up and sharing it right True. now. Um, if you had any like advice for somebody in a similar boat as you, what would it be to just kind of like get through things? Um, I think the advice is remember to advocate for yourself, which I keep saying, research, find a doctor that you like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I okay would, to, it's okay to hop. <laughs> it's okay to hop. I, 
considered changing OBs, but I, I didn't. Um, and I'm glad that I didn't, but I know that a lot of you absolutely should, if you don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. with yours. Um, I recommend it starts with the egg. I don't know that, you know, some of the supplements I took in trying to conceive was CoQ10, ubiquinol, and like vitamin D and some of those things. And again, I'll never know if that has helped or not, but I'm further along than I have been in a long time. So I would recommend that. And then just to stay positive and hopeful because the statistics show that if you can keep getting pregnant, you will likely eventually have a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't give For up. Sure. Um, and don't be afraid to open up, even though that, that's hypocritical of me to say, because I haven't been super open, but when you do start opening up, you find a lot of women who are in the same boat. Yeah, for sure. And even if that's like, like how you, you just reached out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like reaching out to somebody that has been exactly. through it and being like, Hey, like I am going through this. Like, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Um, it's so helpful. Yeah. So I, I think, like I think something for both of our stories, cause our stories are very similar is like, just always adapt your game plan too. Yes. Like keep, pushing forward with the game plans because mm-hmm. um, number one, it brings hope. And I feel like I always say that, but it does like having something new brings hope the next time around. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like you said, eventually you're going to get there. So right. just keep going. Um, yes. Now, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? So I am on Instagram. Um, my first name is Catherine with a C dot Sturdivant. Um, and that's my Instagram handle. And I'll link it in the description too. Perfect. Yeah. And you can friend me on Facebook if you want. Um, I don't have like a, you know, blog or any of that. Um, but yeah, Instagram would probably be the best thing. And I, yeah, it's been such a great community because I have found women, um, going through the same thing. And uh, there's a, um, friend from college who has also suffered three miscarriages and I'm friends with her on Instagram and she's very open about it. Um, and she has been a really good source too of just like, okay, I'm not going crazy. I'm not alone. Um, so yeah. So yeah, follow me on Instagram and awesome. uh, yeah, just build that community. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it helps. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for thank being you. on the show and opening up for kind of the first time publicly Yeah, yeah. Um, with a bunch of strangers. <laughs> That's all right. So. I think, you know, t- taking one for the team. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank all you. you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.